Dude, hi. You're gonna give me some pie. Welcome to the Piecast, serving up an extra slice of the strange. And now it's time to check in with Half Pint, our conspiracy correspondent. So you and I had both looked up this story kind of separately, and then you brought it up to me at one point. This uh, young lady named Eliza Lamb. Yes. Who... Is Canadian. Was Canadian. She was Canadian. Um, yeah, she was. She was actually... She was a Chinese-Canadian student who was kind of a blogger. Yeah. You could say that. And... Uh, Basically, the way she died was very, very, very unresolved and weird, you would say? Yeah, the whole thing's just really crazy. Like, if you had to, like, think of it, you know, it seems like more something more out of, like, some bad movie than real life. Uh, of course, uh, you can look it up on YouTube, just Eliza Lamb Elevator. There's actually moments of her uh, hours to minutes before her death, no one really knows, of her acting strange on an elevator. Yeah. And it's really Which, creepy to watch. It's it's kind of creepy to watch. I mean, people on YouTube have automatically attributed it to drugs and said she's on drugs, but which was funny. Um, they actually did not find any uh, recreational drugs in her system. Yeah, like they've done toxicology tests on what they could test. They've done they've done all of the they they did everything they could do that you. But anyway, I didn't even tell you half the stuff. Basically, uh, she had gone missing in a hotel in Los Angeles. The same hotel, I might add, Mandy, that was the last known residence of Elizabeth Short, the Black Dahlia. And the uh, Night Stalker lived there, too. And the Night Stalker and a bunch of other... Basically, this is not a nice hotel. No. <laughs> to live in. The, the, this, this woman was living in. Apparently, after she had done that, she was discovered dead, what, two weeks after she had been reported missing? Yeah, something like that. In and the water tank... Yeah, no, 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 basically, the, you know, these people were drinking water and realized it tasted and it smelled foul, and they went to go look in the water tank, and there she was, drowned, dead. Yep. Which, people are, we'll get into that whole bit in a minute, but basically she'd been found dead, and then after she'd been autopsied, they found that uh, she had no recreational drugs within her system, then again, it had been a couple of weeks. Yep. Till all that happened, but she somehow... Got on from the elevator, got onto the roof before, you know, that had been passcoded, locked in various ways. Basically, if someone had gone onto that roof, someone else would have known immediately. Yeah. And somehow she didn't, they didn't know, and she climbed up, a, what, 10 feet? Yeah, something like in, that. Into a door that was only like 18 inches wide or something like that? Yeah. God, that's just. Uh... Yeah, she somehow got in there and mysteriously drowned. Yeah. Um, now, some people say she was possessed. Other people say she was on something. I don't think she was on something. Because uh, she'd actually... She, or they said, well, her, her medicine had gotten her to do that or something like that. And I don't believe that in one bit. So. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. There was, like... I don't think that she was, like, on drugs... I don't think that she was, like, mentally unstable, but there's definitely something, like, weird and fucked up about it. Well, yeah, like I said, she was found dead in a really bad hotel. Some people said she was murdered, which I actually... There's there's understandable evidence, because how did she get up to a hotel roof all by herself without tripping an alarm? Exactly. And, like, why would she go up there and just, like, jump into a fucking water tank? 
Not to mention, she was she found unclothed or was she found with clothes on? I'm pretty sure her clothes were found in the tank, but she wasn't wearing them, I think. Okay, because it was something weird like, um... I thought it was something like they, 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 they found her naked, but they didn't find her clothes or anything like that, but I guess I was... Yeah, it was something, something like that. But yeah, it, it was it was very weird, don't you think? Yeah, like I don't know, it's it's unsettling watching like the video, the way she like goes in and out, and it's almost like, and people keep talking about how it, it seems like she was playing a game with someone, you know, like she was like hiding from them, and like because she keeps peeking out of the elevator and like looking, you know, jumping back in, and like at one point like jumps out of the elevator like she's trying to surprise someone. Um, or maybe, or she's trying to get the, ho- the elevator to work and it doesn't work until conveniently she leaves. Yeah, like the whole thing is just, it's very strange to watch and anyone who hasn't seen the YouTube video totally should watch it because it's just bizarre. The whole thing is just weird, but like... Is it, it's kind of weird when you think about it because you look it up and you go, what's this girl doing? And then you yeah. find out she, you know, she was found dead about what, two weeks later or something like that? Yeah, and then the other weird part... <coughs> Excuse me. The other weird part of it is there was that tuberculosis outbreak in Los Angeles at the same time, and like and then, there's then, that then, whole conspiracy of it too. Well, there was like another one where they were doing tests on people like a couple of weeks afterwards. Yeah, and then that was it. They only tested a certain people within a block radius, and then that was it. And then no one knew who's the medical company that were with or anything like that. They yeah. just knew that they were being tested. Yeah, that's like the other strange part of it. And then they're saying that the the test for the tuberculosis is called the Lamalisa test. Did you hear that? Why was it? No, I haven't heard that. Yeah, it's like the test for the tuberculosis strain or whatever is like the like official name for it's like Lamalisa or something like that. Like I've had the TB test. I've had it done twice. I've never heard it called that. I've heard it called the nickel test. Yeah, this is like a different one. It's like for a specific kind of TB. Why would they call it that then? I don't know. It's something more like that. It's like, yeah, it's like a Lisa test. Text blood antibodies. That's so it was weird. like something like weird too because it was like right at that time they're testing people for that. Yeah, and then, it, you know, they found someone named Elisa Lamb and Lamb Elisa, yeah. Like it's pretty that, convenient. That kind that, that corresponds with the whole Sandy Hook was government, where in Orlando <laughs> was all government sponsored. and Yeah. I, mean, I read into that there. Those are, those are weird, do y'all think? Yeah, I think that's strange. It's like, like Sandy. They try and say like it's the same crisis actor at each scene. Or Sandy Hook had the same. Sandy Hook had people laughing or whatever. Nine yeah. Eleven was rigged. No, it's yeah. It's just it's just weird. Yeah, I don't know. I think like the whole thing with Elisa Lamb, it just stands out so much because of the elevator footage. Or if it was just like, oh, there's this girl behaving bizarrely. If there was, if there was no footage, yeah, yeah. yeah. If there was like, no okay, elevator footage, know. you wouldn't. It would just be like, oh, they found her oddly enough. Yeah. But, I mean, you look at, like, the history of the hotel, too. You know, the whole thing with Elizabeth Short and the fucking Night Stalker living there and stuff. Like, there's yeah. weird stuff of that hotel. Oh, yeah. It's attracting strange people. I mean, there could be, like, a serial killer that lived there that killed her. It's possible, but no one would admit it. No, exactly. And, like, I don't know. It was just, like, the whole thing... It was just so strange watching that video. I watched it a few times, and it's just so bizarre. And like, it's not bizarre to me. It's not bizarre. It's bizarre to me watching her like. I mean, the first time I saw her, 
the first time I saw it, I went, okay, that's kind of weird. And then they were, like, explaining to me what happens. I'm like, okay, that's just weird. That's about as weird as uh, uh, the Dragunov Pass incident. Yeah, that's that's fucked up. That's just, oh my god. People were saying that's a hawk on that one. Yeah. Let me bring that up real quick, too. That's in, like, in Russia in, what, the 30s or something like that? Something like that. Like, uh, or, uh, the experienced hikers were found in the middle of the woods, basically, like, totally taken apart. But they're, like, outside they were fine. No no bruises, no cuts, anything like that. But internally, they were effed up all over. They had, you know, internal bruises, internal bleeding. And there was also an ungodly amount of radiation on them. They were, like, some were, like, found in, like, a tree and shit, too. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I believe that was 53. Hold on. Dragging out pass. See if I can look it up real quick, because that's just... No. No, what's the name? Russia. Yeah, the, uh, diet, the diatop, excuse me, diatop pass incident. Yeah. It's nine hikers in 59, excuse me, I apologize. But, um, basically, they were found, uh... They were found by February 12th. Yeah, people, were, one of them was found under a large cedar. Yeah. Yeah. And all of them had died from hypothermia. Like I said, all of them had died and none of their bodies was really, really, um, outside you could tell that they weren't fine. Yeah. They were fine, but inside it was, it was bad. Of course, there were no survivors. Um, six of the group members had died of hypothermia, three of fatal injuries. Uh... Yeah, it w- it was bad. The tents were ripped. Uh, the tent had been ripped open from within. The victims had died sixty eight six to eight hours after their last meal. Um, all of them left to their own accord. Yep. Uh, it was like they all just kind of like ran out of the tent. Yeah, uh, the fatal injuries of three bodies could not have been caused by another human being because the force of the blows had been so too strong and no soft tissue had been damaged. Yeah, and they all just kind of like scattered too. Yeah, most of them were pretty much scattered, and most of them were dead. All of them were dead. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that's, how do you, you can't explain that, right? No, exactly, that's another weird thing. It's like, how can you, how can you try and get that figured out, right? And people say, actually, some people are saying it was a Yeti. Could be. What would explain the, um, uh, what would explain the, uh, radiation then? Maybe Yetis give off radiation. Who knows? But back to Lisa Lamb. <laughs> I know we're going. I'm going back and forth here. <laughs> so yeah, so she went to this hotel, stayed this hotel in Los Angeles, had some for like kind two of weeks, like, right? Yeah, two. Weeks. Had some. She stayed of... there for a while. And this is her last day in Los Angeles, too. Yeah, exactly. It's also it should also be a note that this is her last day in Los Angeles, and she was actually fixing to leave one of her blogs and go to Tumblr. I think if I can read this right. Yeah. Like, and it's just weird that all of a sudden, like, you know, she decides to go to the elevator or whatever, like, whether she's there with someone and, like, hiding from them or playing some game with them, which is what it looks like to me, or the way she's, like, jumping in and out of the elevator, it looks like, And here's know, something else a lot of people her. And here's the other thing a lot of people forget. Her phone was actually stolen. Yeah. So. 
Or her phone went missing the day she uh, disappeared or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's just... The whole thing is just weird. And, like, there's probably no way that she, like, you know, randomly wandered up to the roof. And, you can't like, get onto a roof like that. That's water like, tank. Without someone knowing. Yeah. Yeah, without someone realizing or knowing it. How do you do that? And then you're not found for three weeks. Yeah. And then to, like, actually, like, get up to the roof and then, like, decide to go into a water tank. Not to mention they're protected by heavy lids that would be difficult to replace from within. Yeah. How do you lift up a lid? (laughs) Yeah. I I know. She's about as big as me. Yeah. So, like, that just seems, like, very bizarre. And everyone's like, well, she was just 21. She may have been starting to drink and stuff like that. I'm like, no. Well, they did toxicology and they didn't find anything. Well, she had been submerged in water for two or three weeks. Yeah, but it'd still be in your blood. Yeah. For one blood they could find. That's yeah. the thing. It wasn't really, really bad, but yeah. How gross must it have been for like those people in the hotel to find out like they were showering in like body water? Oh no, they got sued. Like, ugh. Let me look it up real quick. Where's the uh, litigation? Yeah, they got sued. Getting sued is one thing, but to actually be, like, one of those people that, you know, you can never, like, wash that off. Yes. <laughs> you know, the idea that you showered and, like... The water, the, yeah, the water's being filtered by a dead person. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to think about that, you know, I'm just saying. It's like the fucking crying gamer trying to scrub your skin off. They don't make and your soap. skin... Your skin will go off in, like, two weeks, it's fine. Yeah, but it's on your soul. <laughs> You bathe in the you bathe in the waters of a dead person. Yeah, great. exactly. Fucking great, you know, great. I don't know. The whole thing, it's just, it's creepy. It's creepy and unsettling watching the video I find anyways. Especially... It's only creepy when she does that weird shit with her hands, right? That's when it creeps everybody out. Yeah. Which, like, some people say is, like, some kind of, like, mental illness thing. Or she but was possessed or something like that. Like, yeah, or people say, oh, she's possessed. I think it's more that, like... It could just be some kind of, like, playful thing that she was, like, you know, playing with someone. I don't know. That's what it seems like to me, the way she's, like, popping in and out of the elevator and stuff. It's like she's just screwing around. But you watch that and you're like, all right, whatever. You know, it's just some weirdo girl in an elevator. And then you're like, no, they found her body two weeks later in a water tank. And it's like, oh, that kind of changes the video. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Makes it a little bit more unsettling. Oh, just a little bit unsettling. So do you think she was murdered by someone? I don't think she was murdered. You don't think she was murdered? I don't think she was murdered. I think she... I think it's more possible she could have been under the influence of something as much as I don't want to believe it, but it's could be, it's more possible for that. Something or someone? Something. She was possibly under the influence of a... You know, she was on about four different medications that her family didn't know about. Yeah. The thing about antidepressants... Is they have some pretty the thing about pharmaceuticals in this generation are they have some pretty bad side effects. Yep. Especially even if you mix them with other medic medications, half the time you don't realize that you shouldn't take stuff with stuff. It's like you know you have you have I have friends who they take antidepressants. You don't mix that with alcohol. Yep. Period. Well, what do they do? They end up mixing with it, and it ends up messing with them. Well, yeah, because it changes your saying- brain chemistry. I'm not saying that happens in this case. I'm just saying that it could be possible that she could have taken the wrong combination of her meds, and that could have happened. That could have led to something. But then, how do you explain how she got up to the roof in the water tank? Fire escape. 
So you think she went up there on her own? It's possible. On her own accord and like decided to climb into the water tank and then just couldn't get out? That's what I'm thinking. I think there's something shady with it. Yeah, you always think there's something shady with it. I do, because there's always shady shit going on. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Everything's shady, especially in the States. I guess so. Especially in Los Angeles, California at the Cecily Hotel. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I want to go. I want to go to Vegas from Los Angeles. I think I'll. I think I'll stay at the Cecily Hotel one night. Yeah. Play the elevator game. I think I'll stay. Ooh, ooh, that's a good idea. We'll talk about that next week, right? Yep. <laughs> talk about it next time. So you think Elisa Lam killed herself? Yes. But accidentally. Yes. Like, she didn't intend to kill herself. She I don't just... think she meant to do it. I don't think it was, like, intentional. Obviously, there's no suicide note. Yeah. Even though suicide note does not apply suicide in this case, which we discussed a few weeks ago. Yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm still under the impression that something shady happened. Uh-oh. I don't think something shady happened. <laughs> And now it's time to serve up a slice of the strange. And on this episode, I've got two stories known as creepypasta or sort of internet, maybe myth, maybe legend, made up stories. Could be true uh, stories that go around, sort of like internet urban legends. So the first one is called Candle Cove. The story starts off where there's a forum thread that talks about an old children's show from the 70s, which was about a little girl who imagined herself to be friends with pirates. The show had some controversy because one particular episode... I showed every character screaming for the whole duration of the episode. All they did was literally stand in one place and scream while the little girl moaned and cried like she'd been going through this for hours. As memories of the show were shared back and forth between the commenters on the thread, it became clear that beneath the show's cute and low-budget appearance, there was something dark and disturbing. By the end of the comment section, it was implied that the show was much more sinister than a half-remembered childhood memory. One particular memory that really stood out was of the main villain of the show, a skeletal character called the Skin Taker. Apparently, his mouth slid back and forth instead of opening and closing. A commenter even recalled that when the little girl asked him about his mouth, the Skin Taker ignored her, looked directly at the camera, and responded to grind your skin. As it turns out, one of the commenters got curious about the legitimacy of the show, so he asked his mother if she remembered a 70s kid show called Candle Cove. She was genuinely surprised that he remembered it. Apparently, he would ask her for permission to watch it, but then proceed to the tune television to the television to static and watch Dead Air for 30 minutes. That's kind of uh, a little messed up there. <laughs> um, and the other one is called Where Bad Kids Go. This creepypasta describes a photographer who decided to find out more about an old children's show that he used to watch as a child in wartime Lebanon. Again, a television show from weird people's past. (laughs) From what he remembers, the half-hour show relied on very graphic imagery and scare tactics to keep kids from misbehaving. He believes that the show was an attempt by the media to keep children in check, as the morale of every episode revolved around some strict ideology, such as bad kids stay up late and bad kids steal food from the fridge at night. However, the one thing that the photographer remembered that was the most closing scene of every episode. It was the same every time. The camera would slowly zoom in towards an old rusted iron door, and as it got closer, screams could be heard. The closer the camera got to the door, and the louder and clearer the screams would get. When the screaming couldn't get any worse, an Arabic text reading, That's Where Bad Kids Go, would pop up, thus signifying the end of the episode. Fast forwarding to the present, somehow the photographer managed to track down the studio where the old film is, or the old show was filmed. 
Although the place looked like it had been abandoned for a long time, the infamous rusted door from his childhood was still there. He then discovered that beyond the door lay a small room, which was covered with traces of blood, feces, and bones. What scared him the most was that there was a caged microphone which hung from the ceiling. That's, uh, that's kind of disturbing, too. So, there you go. Creepy pasta. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your slice of the strange. I want to give a shout out to Recap, the band that provided the music that I use for my show. And say that you can check them out at Recap Band on Twitter, as well as you can find me on Twitter at ThePiePod. And find me online at ThePiePodcast.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search for The Piecast. And also, I'm a proud member of the Pottern Family Network. <laughs>